violent. And you especially see it with, with, with people within the Christian church when we look over our shoulder wondering what other people are making of our parenting. And we almost become ashamed of our children. Uh, you know, I remember when my son was 17, he's 28 years old now, and I have a daughter, Kate, she's 31, and I thank God for what he's done in their lives, but there's been plenty of tears and plenty of pain. And I, I remember when Lloyd was 17, he was sat next to me in church, and he'd started smoking. I didn't want him to smoke. I, I prayed he'd give up. I was glad when he did, but I could smell the smoke on him next to me as he sat in church with me. And I thought, you know what? I need this like a hole in the head. I'm the president of Care for the Family. I write books on this stuff. And then I thought, no, this is my son. Right. And he's in church with me. And I remember putting my arm around him and pulling him close and saying, son, I'm so proud to have you in church with me today. Hmm. Was I going to make that boy a prodigal over that? Was I going to say, never under my roof? No, I'm not going to do that. Hmm. And I sometimes say to parents, Stop looking over your shoulder, wonder what other people are making of your parenting. Mm -hmm. Concentrate on what God thinks and devote all your energies to getting this child through. Rob, you put a, a real emphasis on prayer, praying for our prodigals in your book. Um, talk about your approach in prayer. Well, you know, I honestly believe that, that often prayer is the only place we've got to go to. You know, when we're, our children are small, we honestly believe that if we read all the books and go to all the seminars and do all the stuff, that they'll be fine. But sometimes they're not. I know there's that lovely verse in Proverbs, bring up a child in the way she'd go and when he's old he won't depart from it, but it's not a guarantee. Hmm. It's a general principle. Mm -hmm. Adam and Eve had the perfect father and the perfect environment. But they went away, their father didn't want them to go. Yeah. Much of the Bible is God, the perfect parent, saying to his children, how come you went away? I didn't want you to go. And, and, and that dawns on us. It often dawns on us when they're in their teenage years, and for the first horrifying time, we realize we really don't have control. Hmm. In truth, we never did. Hmm. And it drives us to our knees. Mm -hmm. uh, Dan and I have prayed for our kids every day of our lives. You know, Wayne, as I travel the world, I'm, I'm surprised how many Christian couples don't, don't pray together. Hmm. It, it, it only need be a couple of minutes a day together, but, but nothing has driven me to my knees like prayer for my, my children. And certainly if we have prodigals, God knows our prodigals even better than we. He knows where they are in their hearts and physically, and when we bring them to Him, we do the most powerful thing possible. Mm -hmm. Rob, we're all prone to wander, as the old hymn says, um, and very often our teens are prone to wander. This is when it begins for them, and we begin praying for them, and we begin to work to see some change, but sometimes it doesn't come. Sometimes it doesn't come for decades. How do we persevere during oh, those times? absolutely. Do you know, one woman wrote to me uh, shortly after she'd heard me speak on this issue, uh, and she said, my daughter left when she was 18. We didn't see her for six years. Didn't see her, we didn't hear from her, we didn't know whether she was alive or dead. And she said, as my husband put out the lights at night at home, I used to say to him, darling, don't leave the house dark, leave the porch light on. And she said, every Christmas I would put a little Christmas tree outside the door with lights on, as I used to when she was a child. And she said, Rob, when my daughter did come home, and she came back remarkably both to us and to God, she said, Mom, I was too ashamed to come home. I wanted to, but I was too ashamed. But some nights in the early hours of the morning, I would drive into our street. It would be 1 or 2 o'clock, and it would be dark. And every house was dark, apart from our house. You always left the light on. 
And some Christmases, I'd sit outside and look at the little Christmas tree you put there, and I knew it was for me. And I, Wayne, I think that's the message. Don't ever give up hope. Keep on praying and always leave a light on. But for some, it's not six years. It's, it's 26 years or 36 years. All over the world, I've met particularly mothers, particularly mothers who have prayed faithfully uh, for their sons and daughters. And uh, you're right. Sometimes it's a long haul. And, of course, there are no guarantees. We cannot say, yes, definitely your prodigals will come home. But, you know, when we present our life bringing home the prodigals events, there's a remarkable moment at the end of the evening as people bring in the names of their prodigals, husbands, wives, friends, children, and lay them on a little card at the foot of the cross. We have seen the most remarkable stories after that has happened, most remarkable tales from all over the world of, of parents who were thrown totally on God and found that uh, he answered their prayers. Hmm. Well, those who are listening to our conversation are probably drawn to this because perhaps you have a prodigal or perhaps you're the...